welcome to another edition of the First Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We are recording today's episode on a Thursday. It is Raiders game week, so let's talk a little bit of Oakland. Ryan, I'm looking at the history of this rivalry, and there's some pretty interesting moments. We got uh, we got Akeem Talib ripping off Crabtree's chain. Uh, look back 2002, Bill Romanowski wrestled uh, Shannon Sharp to the ground right after Romo got traded to the to the Raiders. Where where do you think this rivalry ranks in terms of some of the the best ones in the NFL? Uh, I mean, historically, it's right there. But you know, if you're in Kansas City, they think it's the Raiders too. So the Raiders have a couple of rivalries with the Broncos. Yeah, you know, this is probably the number one one. That's the first thing somebody said when I moved to town in May. It says, quoting him, we hate the Raiders, <laughs> end quote. So that's that's where that rivalry is. Both teams, you know, I think the Raiders more than the Broncos are a team in transition right now with a first-year coach in John Gruden. 29 out of their 53 men last week were new to the roster. Um, they've overhauled their secondary. They've traded Khalil Mack. They had a new system. So I think the Broncos are getting Oakland at a good time coming off a short week having to play on the road and also you have one game of video to look at okay how does John Gruden call this offense well what do you make of this John Gruden experiment I mean the guy last coached in the NFL I believe it was 2008 spent so much time in the booth and early you like you mentioned things not going great lost his debut by 20 points against the Ram Rams uh, they don't score a single offensive point in the second half Derek Carr's throwing pick six there was a skunk in the locker room Gruden said. I mean, things seem to not be off on the right foot. I mean, is it time to panic? Does Gruden need more time? Yeah, I mean, he's he got a 10-year contract. Yeah, Um, then he's got time. Yeah, and I think he knew what he was getting into. This was a roster that was not very good. It was old. They had not drafted well for a couple years. So, I think what he talked about in Wednesday's conference call with the Denver media is, hey, you're, you're trying to trying to get some continuity. Um, He's never going to say this is a you know, prepare for 2020 year when they moved to Las Vegas. But when you come into a situation like Gruden, that first year, you got to figure out who you don't want. You got to figure out who you do want. That process has already started. You know, like you wrote in Thursday's print edition, he had to bring in some older guys just to get through the season. And he basically said that, you know, some leaders, some guys who they were interested in resigning had to be replaced by older guys. So, you know, this roster is going to look a lot different next year in the Ra- with the Raiders and then definitely uh, look different two years from now. Well, that's a good transition into something that you're also writing about in the Denver Post this week is sort of the impact of this Khalil Mack departure. Um, you know, here's the guy who's the highest paid defensive player in the league. Uh, you know, it's just sort of another move that I think a lot of people wonder about the Raiders if they made the right call. Uh, in your mind, one, is it a good call? And two, what's sort of the historical perspective that you've researched into this? First part is, if the Raiders had not given Chicago a, a future second, you'd say, okay, you got you got a first, a second, a third. Uh, you created a ton of cap space. That player, Mac, was not interested in playing for the Raiders. That part was also would have showed up. Um, so if you're the Raiders, I think you've tried to make the best out of a untenable situation. You know, the the key is, can they cash in on this draft capital? Historically, it doesn't happen very often. I mean, we looked into saying, hey, how many times has a, has a team traded its best player who's in their prime? You go back, it's Herschel Walker, it's Marshall Falk, it's Jared Allen, it's Fran Tarkenton, twice. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, it's rare because 
you know marquee players and foundational players come come around so uh, you know so rarely. Like Von Miller said to the Oakland media yesterday on Wednesday, you you thought Khalil Mack was one of those guys like Aaron Donald and J.J. Watt that were untradeable. Well. Turns out he was tradable. Yeah, and obviously life in the NFL uh, franchises trying to balance their salary caps. You know, signing guys like Derek Carr to long-term deals impacts that as well. Um, but in terms of turnover, another storyline, Ryan, is Bill Musgrave being a guy who comes from this Oakland offense, uh, is tasked with really kind of putting this Case Keenum offense together. Uh, you know, had great success with Derek Carr in Oakland. A couple of seasons with 3,900 yards passing, uh, 60 passing touchdowns. What do you sort of make of Musgraves uh, return against the team he coached and, and what does he bring to Denver well as Bill will probably joke he has a lot of former teams he's <laughs> been around forever but Oakland was his last stop you know Derek Carr had great success there but you hear Derek Carr and Case Keenum talking you know he's Musgrave is a cerebral guy very smart you know he's quarterback friendly because he played the position he knows that shorter play calls are better he knows that going with the hot hand creates touchdowns see philip Lindsay last week so you know with with musgrave i thought he called a good game last week because he realized how many weapons he has it would have been easy just to say philip Lindsay, you got six touches you get your specific package your rookie now go sit down he got 15 carries and a couple catches so that's the key for a coordinator in this league is how do you adjust in game and that's something Bill Musgrave now with a, a you know looking at Oakland's defense he, he sees no pass rush no pass rush so natural deduction is Raiders are going to send more pressure that means more one-on-one -on -one middle of the field Broncos should take advantage of that Arguably, on the flip side of that, one of the, the biggest advantages that it would appear that Oakland has is its tight end play in Jared Cook. As we saw last week with the Broncos, uh, Will Disley, the Seattle tight end, uh, rips off a 66-yard run in which the, the Broncos miss, I think, four tackles is what Vance Joseph said. How much of a problem is this? We maybe saw shades of this even in preseason, those practices initially against the Bears. A little bit of carryover, the Broncos inside linebackers, Bradley Chubb, maybe you have a little bit more to prove at this Point. Yeah, it's a problem until they show they fixed it, and they have to fix it quickly. Bradley Chubb got exposed in coverage as you expected him to. He is a 275-pound man. He is not used to going backward. Um, he should be rushing the quarterback. Bounce this off a couple of veterans in the locker room on Wednesday. How about if you guys just play dime as your base and put a safety or an extra corner on Jared Cook because he lines up outside a lot. They said, yo, you know, that's in theory, it's a good idea. My follow-up was, okay, does that make you more susceptible against the run? That's always the catch-22. I think you're going to see a defensive back on Jared Cook more than they put uh, defensive backs on Will Disley and Vanette last week with the Seahawks because you cannot be giving up 60-yard plays to a tight end. You cannot be missing tackles there. You know, coaches will point out, well, you know, he you know, he had uh, 66 yards, but we missed tackles. Well, if you made the tackle, it still would have been a 25-yard game. <laughs> right. So you just didn't cover. Right. So it's, you know, you always want, they always want to, like, you know, repaint the facts, but it is a problem. Jared Cook had nine catches for over 100 yards last week. Let's flip it over real quick. John Gruden said after the game, they got to get Mar Mari Cooper more involved. Yeah. We've seen it a thousand times in this league. 
look for Amari Cooper to be prioritized early in the game. So if I'm if I'm the Broncos, I have Chris Harris travel with them. Right, right. Now Broncos a, a slight home favorite on Sunday, looking to get that two and zero start. Uh, we'll sort of wrap things up there. One last thing, open-ended question, Ryan. You got a good John Gruden story for our listeners. You've covered this league for a bit. Uh, what, what's the what's the best thing you got? Um, yeah, I love him. I mean, I talked to him on the phone last year because uh, he had a lot of uh, ties with the Jaguars in terms of the Gus Bradley, Greg Olson, Todd Wash. He gave a lot of those guys their start in Tampa. So he'd return a call and we we talk. And but the best Gruden story is, I got fired in 08 from Tampa. Right away, he's got to be coming to the Redskins, who I was covering at the time. Right. So he goes to the booth in 09. We're thinking he's just going to be in the booth a year. So he has a big luncheon the night of the uh, the day of the Philadelphia Washington uh, exhibition game or no Monday night game. And we're like, hey yo. Next year at this time, blah, 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 no, 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 but, you know, he just sort of, you know, poop but Ron Jaworski was color guy also. He says, this is a great fit. So uh, we thought that whole year we'd be covering John Gruden in 2010, but he stayed in the booth a, a lot longer than that. But this is the first time he's probably had a marquee quarterback. He went through Brad Johnson. He had Rich Gannon as an older player and made things work there. So that's probably what was most alluring for, for Gruden to come back to the Raiders was the presence of Derek Carr. Yeah, it's, it's going to be nothing but interesting uh, for these Raiders as we move ahead, even after this first week. Just find the skunk, get some pest control. I know things well, are... Well, that's a are, terrible stadium. It is, and that's what I'm saying. Is, is that maybe a play by Gruden to get a new one built, maybe just to slide that in? Hey, we got, we got skunks roaming around well, They've broken ground in Las Vegas. That's his <laughs> yeah, stadium. Right, so right, right. it's them surviving exactly. two years to get to, to get to Vegas in Very good point. But, Very good point. Uh, let's go with predictions. I got 28-17 Broncos. What do you got? Um, I'm going to predict a little bit lower of a score, maybe 17-14 Broncos, maybe a, a McManus game winner. seems like he's uh, been Mr. Clutch early on. Time to maybe put that to the test. Good. Gotcha. So with that, we'll wrap it up. We appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the First and Orange podcast. Uh, be sure to follow all of our work at Denver Post. Dot com. Uh, pick us up every single day in the newspaper and at the very least check in at the be- next First and Orange podcast. You can even subscribe, uh, get those updates sent right to your phone. Until next time.